0: Today, on this lovely Sunday. Now, I don't know about you, but I am exhausted. It has been an absolute crazy week with San Diego Comic Con. So much news, so little time, and I can't tell you how many times I had to go back to my script, write everything down, update everything, had to re race stuff to rewrite stuff. It's been crazy, absolutely hectic and I absolutely loved every minute of it so we're going to go ahead a lot of the news was mostly movies especially the MCU so we're going to be talking about that but first we're going to kick it off with comics now I know I usually have about two things when it comes to Marvel Comics but this time we're going to focus mainly on Judgment Day this is the sequel in the main series to what I previously reviewed Eve of Judgment now because there's a lot going on in this i'm mainly going to be talking about it and then we're going to have our regular two things for dc anyway jumping right in we're going to be talking about like i said judgment day the big event of the summer now of course where we left off with the eve of judgment droog has gone to uranus thanos's grandfather for his help to destroy the mutants because in his belief in his eyes they are a basically deviance or a section of deviants that have gone long enough to defy the eternals and yada 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 anyway uh so basically this issue starts off pretty slow which isn't a bad thing you got to build up to something And it's basically putting the pieces in place. Uh, In the comic, Tony is having lunch with Cersei. Uh, This is mostly an informational gathering meeting. She states that the mutants uh, being able to resurrect themselves is basically an Eternals thing and is not a fan of it. She jokes about how if anyone goes to war, it will probably be them. Then out of nowhere, Phoenix comes in and attacks her, brings her into space and knocks her out with Captain Marvel and Thor as backup, which is interesting because them going along with a plan like this is not too often the case, especially when it comes to Tony. Uh, They end up capture Cersei, place her in confinement where she won't be able to use her powers. Now she is a low level telepath, but she's able to manipulate matter like in the movie, how she's able to create stuff, erase stuff, or just rewrite their atoms. Now, During all of this, there is protesting going outside of a building that's hosting some of the X-Men, including Jean Grey and Scott. The protesters are human. And they're basically angry at the fact that the X-Men, the mutants in general, are able to resurrect themselves and are basically hiding the secret or the secret to how they do this from the rest of the world. A lot of them are holding up pictures of their loved ones. One of them was basically saying, hey, my daughter's still dead. Why don't you resurrect them? And the fact is, little do they know that this process only works for the mutants and not humans. While this is happening, Droog has gotten with the other leaders of the Eternals, basically like the High Eternals, and following Uranus' direction convinces them that the mutants are deviants, and basically says, we need to go to war, and he has all of their support, and one thing is that they agreed to let uranus out for one hour and this man has been imprisoned for i want to say a thousand years or so so it's going to be interesting and he basically gives uranus mars to attack and druig will basically attack Kroka on earth now, the first attack that happens is a mental attack, which leads to all the telepaths basically battling out through their astral projections. So basically, Hope, Gene, Xavier, Emma, and all that stuff fighting through their astral projections and stuff like that. If you want an example of this, uh, I'm trying to think of a movie that does this. Maybe X-Men probably apocalypse if you watch the 90s show it's basically kind of how uh dr strange he's able to astral project this is like their telepathic version where they're able to fight other telepaths in an all-out battle anyway uh an eternal army jumps in and attacks the nation as well and mars alarms goes off as they're getting attacked as well cable magneto storm Nightcrawler and other powerful mutants are on Mars during this attack now going back to the attack with Kuroka Wolverine senses are mostly sniffs that something is wrong and begins to sniff the area it seems that the mental attack that happened earlier was a distraction to get to Hope Summers who is basically one of the main reasons why the mutants are able to resurrect themselves And the Eternals know this, so they plan to take her out along with her five helpers. Wolverine is able to prevent her assassination, and the assassin disappears. Wolverine yells at Jean that this is all a distraction, and that they're really after the five, and that the Eternals basically know their secret, and they have to protect... Uh, hope and everyone at this cost well this is happening nightcrawler is escaping mars this man is teleporting like there's no tomorrow to get to the gate to lead to earth in time he comes in while they are securing the five and resurrecting some of the mutants that they lost nightcrawler is absolutely frantic and tells them they have to resurrect the heroes that were on mars Cable is the first to become resurrected. And he asks, well not ask, he yells at Nightcrawler, what happened? What happened? And in the panel after, it reveals Mars was basically (laughs) obliterated, wiped out. And we're talking, we're not talking about like pushover mutants. We're talking about Storm. We're talking about Magneto fighting all out. And they didn't do a scratch on Uranus he's basically holding a skeleton and you reveal other skeletons are basically uh let's see one of them had Magneto's helmet so basically showing Magneto may be dead and some of the others as well and uh as soon as he's done picking up the helmet his hour is up and he's instantly teleported back to the prison while this is happening as well it is revealed that Mar- Moria Taggart was the person who told Druig who the, to target to hinder the mutants and the resurrection capabilities. Now, uh, there's a little bit of history uh, between that, which we'll all get into, but she's furious at Drew because of the failed attempt on Hope's life because she, uh, she basically says you had one chance and he blew it, but he tells her that he has other plans. And again, if you don't know who she is, she was a mutant with resurrection capabilities who basically uh, kept coming back and trying to change the fate of the mutants, sometimes helping, sometimes radicalizing, but every time something would go wrong. She basically, on her 10th life, helped Charles and Magneto make Kuroka a reality. But uh, she had a history with a mutant called Destiny and Mystique, And was betrayed and is now being hunted by the nation. So she wants revenge. So and it's a a lot of stuff happening at once. Uh, While this is happening as well, the Avengers learned that Cersei knew nothing about this. And that her and other Eternals left her people because they did not agree with them with the Deviants being all evil. Iron Man and Captain America are hesitant to believe her, while Captain America is like, yeah, she is was an Avenger at one point, but then again, this is her people, so it may get messy. Tony talks about how he's been monitoring Eternal-esque stuff for a while now, and he gets a notification that there is a breach, and it's internal in origin. Goes to investigate, and turns out to be the two scientists from the Eve issue, and they have Sinister... Uh, the comic basically ends uh, with Uranus saying that he can't wait to be let out again and how he'll try he wants to be sent to Earth and he promises in what seems to be an exaggerated uh, tone that he'll try to keep the stratosphere from being obliterated, which is kind of funny, and that he kind of killed over a thousand mutants, which is not so funny, but dang. I got to say, I was not expecting him. I mean, with a name like Uranus, I'm there like, really? You couldn't pick up a new name? But someone like him being that powerful? Wow. And honestly, this comic was epic. It was fantastic. The art. I got to give them credit for the balancing. They had not only the X-Men, but Eternals and Avengers. And they balanced it so well that you felt like everyone was getting their just time and they felt important in their own way. Nothing felt rushed at all. And I think I want to say this comic was about 30-something pages. So I got to give props to the writer. The build-up was also spectacular and... The art was backed up to the dread of what happened. Oh, another thing that I forgot to mention. A druid bought, basically brings machines to Earth. Uh, I forgot I forgot if he calls them deathbringers, but the human protesters that were outside were cheering once he says he's going to take care of the mutant problem, which kind of sucks because it's like the X-Men have saved the world countless times and they don't get a break. It's It's just really weird. Anyway, uh, one thing I'm excited for is basically to see how this Mutants vs. Eternals is going to go. And the Avengers at this is basically trying to mitigate damages. I hope they help the uh, X-Men with a lot of the stuff because with the Eternals, they can't be trusted. Especially Druig? Nope. Uh, One thing also that I can't wait to see is what happens in issue two. How they're going to react to Uranus basically destroying Mars. What is their game plan? How are they going to team up with other heroes to fight this Avenger level threat? And there's going to be another comic coming out showing that battle, which I cannot wait for. And I hope this story keeps up its amazing momentum that has started. Also, I wonder if maybe some mutants have escaped or survived I know we saw a picture of Magneto's helmet attached to a skeleton. Maybe he's dead, probably, but that'd be some heck of strength from Uranus. And even Storm, considering she basically controls weather wherever. Like, even in comic lore, she'd be in space and be able to fly because she's able to manipulate, like, the Storm atoms or whatever. Uh, One thing also is how dangerous Uranus seems to be. It's. Uh, I'm curious to see who would win if he goes up against Thanos. Anyway, I am still rooting for the X-Men to hit them back with everything they have to teach Eternals a lesson, and I can't wait to see that happen. Hopefully some of the other heroes uh, pop in, like Spider-Man, who's had a long positive history with uh, the X-Men, and other people as well. But who knows? Time will tell, and hopefully the writing is just as great. Anyway, that is a bit about Marvel. We're going to head over to DC and talk about Black Adam issue 2. Now, uh, Black Adam in this series is dying. And he has caught a disease that is basically eating him from the inside out. And there's no cure. So he decides to go after his heir, his descendant. And bless him with the powers of Black Adam. And this guy's name is Malik. Uh, He goes ahead and transfers his powers into him and dubs him... Wait for this... White Adam. Yep. White Adam. He also gives him the same custom uh, suit, except it's white instead of black. Instantly, Malik begins to talk about the problem with this, especially the name, which I really understand, because having a black dude be called White Adam because... Black Adam is tainted was kind of weird, and it's like, okay, wh- why is a black dude being called White Adam? Like, okay, Black Adam was the villain, so I guess they want to change up the name. It's really weird, and I'm glad the character himself pointed it out, because I-, I guess they're trying to poke fun at something, but uh, from what I'm hearing, he will apparently change his name from White Adam to Bolt, which I think is a good idea if he wants to distance his- himself from the entire of the name black adam or even white one thing is also that i predict he'll do this is because it's comics black adam is not gonna stay dead and he's gonna be back it's gonna be a thing i can see it already and i'm curious to see what direction this issue goes especially with issue three and i'm gonna give it a chance to see where it goes anyway if you guys were a fan of dc unkillable's you are definitely going to like this. So they're going to be a spinoff of DC versus vampires talking about one of the last cities left in humanity led by John frickin' Constantine. Him as a leader is kind of dangerous and also has me curious considering how his history goes with leading people. Anyway, to keep the peace, they have to assassinate a vampire lieutenant and it seems to be a suicide mission. His team will consist of Booster Gold, Deathstroke, Mary Marvel, and uh, that's about it that's listed, but I think there's going to be more, but this is going to be interesting, considering that Booster Gold, nor Deathstroke, have really worked together with Constantine, or at least not that I've read, and both really don't deal with magical stuff all the time, I mean, Deathstroke will dabble here and there, but... Not really, and this dynamic of this team will be funny because I can't wait for the interactions, especially with Booster Gold, Deathstroke being super serious, Constantine kind of being Constantine. Uh, one thing I also want to point out is the feature, the cover features Deadman, Ragman, and Bane. So I'm wondering how these guys are going to play a part. But one thing I also want to enforce is that I know that the, if you've read... DC vs. Vampires, they've nerfed a lot of the heroes because, of course, they had to to make this thing actually work. So, I mean, get ready for a lot of these heroes or villains to be nerfed or do dumb stuff that makes them turn into a vampire. Or if they have mental resistance, that it goes away once they turn into a vampire. Just saying, just be ready for it. It's going to happen and just have a fun reading it. Anyway, that's about it for my comic spiel. We're going to move on to TV shows. Now, one thing that has been happening since Comic-Con release is we're getting a lot of trailers. One of them is the new Lord of the Rings Comic-Con trailer that was released. And honestly, they should have just released this trailer. First, this should have been the trailer to release because the music is absolutely incredible. And honestly, the cinematography was insane. The visuals was amazing. This seems like an actual Lord of the Rings project. It looks better than The Hobbit which was mostly CG half the time. It looks like they took the time and the effort in this trailer and I am super excited to see and I really hope the tone and the writing matches the music because the music, wow. Wow. It's it's just incredible. It gives that beats that like triumph music that you're going to overcome something and I can't wait to see it I can't wait until September to see whether or not this show will live up to the hype and I know there's a lot of Tolkien fans saying this that this that they're not they're doing this wrong they're not interpreting this this way I get it it's gonna happen they can't do like very much like very authentic or stick too straight the books they're gonna have to put some interpretation I get it I mean, maybe someday we'll get, like, by-the-book type of thing happening with um with a movie or a show. But until then, let's just see if this is good or not. If it's great, fantastic. We'll enjoy it. If it's not, then uh, we'll be all scared for Amazon. But, I mean, with The Boys and Invincible, I'll give them hope. Especially with that Jack Reacher show. Like, listen, Amazon's got some really good shows. Anyway, moving on. Now, this news took me by surprise. So, Marvel Zombies. Yes. So, this is going to be a sequel to the What If episode because Thanos, a zombified Thanos holding the Infinity Gauntlet was just crazy. And the one thing... Now, this isn't what surprised me. The surprising fact and what shocked me to my core is that this is going to be rated R, TVMA. Now, this is going to be the first, the first MCU Disney Plus show that is TVMA. I know some people are going to be like, what about Daredevil, Luke Cage? I'm like, those don't count because the fact that they were Netflix made. This is entirely Disney. Now, this is going to be interesting because TVMA means there might be cursing, blood, uh, maybe some sexual references. I don't know. But there's going to be a lot of... Uh, out of everything else it means rated r you can do a lot of stuff with rated r without it being like 18 like uh i forgot what the thing is above rated r but still i'm curious to see where they go with this i really am and the creativity will make the show incredible and i hope it's really dark Because I mean with the what if episode, you couldn't really be dark and dawning because you still had to make a kid friendly. This you don't need to. Go for it. And I'm curious to see how this will go or if we're gonna where we're gonna take off with this uh series. Uh so the heroes that are shown in the trailer, the poster is Yelena, Red Guardian, Kate Bishop, Shang Chi, Jimmy Woo. Uh, if you're wondering who Jimmy Wu is, he is the FBI agent and the, uh, yeah, the FBI agent from Ant-Man and, um, WandaVision, uh, and the ninja dude from Shang-Chi. Uh, the, uh, yeah, the ninja dude, if you're wondering which ninja dude, uh, the one with a lot of makeup, like the one that stood out. Uh, anyway, uh, so one thing also is the fact that the zombies that are confirmed, are the ones from the What If episode. So you have Hawkeye, Oki, uh, Captain America, Black Widow, and a few of the other ones. But some new ones is Captain Marvel and Abomination. Which makes things interesting. Because if uh, Captain Marvel is a zombie and so is Abomination, who knows who else is going to pop up? Will the Guardians be zombies. Well, maybe they are not. Uh, Well, if Wanda is in the photo, so did she eat and destroy the Hulk? Who knows? I'm very curious. Because if Abomination can be turned, who's to say the Hulk can't? I want to also say that uh, there's nothing mentioning Spider-Man, Ant-Man, or Bucky after they're heading to Wakanda, but who knows what's going to happen with that. One thing I'm curious to see is War Machine... Uh, maybe popping in. I'm trying to think what other heroes. Um. Hmm. Oh yeah, ghost. Ghost. Ghost is a zombie. Which is kind of interesting because how the heck did they capture her considering she can basically face through a lot of people? Maybe I don't know. Uh anyway, at this point it's mostly predictions. Uh one thing I wanna talk about as well is maybe uh seeing how if uh, they're probably not going to have Black Panther there. But with some of the introductions now that we're seeing with Namor going to be introduced in uh, Wakanda Forever, yes, I'll get to that. Maybe they'll introduce some of the other stuff. I'm curious to see if we're going to see... What's the other person? Oh my god, tip of my tongue, tip of my tongue. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, Adam Warlock. Or even Thor, that's the person I was thinking of. Thor. Thor with Loki, because... No, Thloki would have been dead. Thor, to see where it goes, because he was uh, captured by the Guardian, saved after Thanos basically wiped them out, and we start, uh, basically, Marvel Zombies at the beginning of Infinity War. So, to see uh, Thor go up against his old pals as Thor it should be interesting. And if you'll have Stormbreaker, that should be kind of cool, too. Anyway, uh, going, we're going to go ahead and move on, because if I talk about more about zombies and we're going to be here all day. Uh we're going to be talking about what if season 2 is confirmed and I can't wait to see where it goes. It's confirmed for 2023. And considering how well the first what if was, I'm really happy to see what else. One thing I also suggest is I really want what if to go the same route as um Visions for Star Wars and have a Japanese animation. Come on. Tell me that wouldn't look cool. Come on. Anyway, uh Yep, that's happening and going off of that, it was announced that X-Men 97 will be arriving late in 2023 and will be continuing the story where the original series left off with Xavier going to space and Magneto leading the X-Men. Now, I can't wait to see what happens and I'm going to have to watch the show again to be caught up because honestly... 97. I was born. I know my dad bought me a couple of the DVDs, and I know it's on Disney Plus, so I'm gonna have to go back and see it. I'm really hoping they have a Spider-Man crossovers because those crossovers were fun, and because now it's like on Disney Plus, they can be a little more violent than uh, than what they could be in 97 because they had all these like stipulations, like oh, Spider-Man couldn't do this, Spider-Man can't do this, Wolverine can't do this. So I'm curious to see if there is a little more action based. Anyway, Spider-Man in Year will be airing in 2024 and will feature Harry Osborn, Osborn and Norman Osborn. And this will be weird since this is supposed to be a prequel and since Spider-Man didn't recognize the name Norman Osborn from No Way Home. Maybe this is going to be a different universe after all because apparently they also said they're going to be introducing Doc Ock. So again, this is probably taking place in its own universe. Anyway, uh, I am Groot. The trailer has been released, and it looks amazing. It seems like it's going to be a lot of fun, cute adventure, and I believe James Gunn is behind this, and Baby Groot is adorable. Uh, It's basically going to be like uh, anthology, like shorts and stuff like that, showing Baby Groot in different situations, different planets, and I'm here for it. It's it's something fun that you can watch with the family and just have a laugh nothing too serious, nothing world-ending just a laugh. And I'm I'm excited for it. Anyway, the final season for the Walking Dead trailer was released and I'm really hoping that the Walking Dead fans that are listening to this are ready for the end. I personally stopped watching the Walking Dead a while back, probably after uh Glenn died. It just it became so rinse and repeats that I just couldn't do it anymore. But listen, for those of you who stuck st- who stuck with it? Good for you. Hope that the ending is happy or is great. I know they're gonna have um Negan and um Oh my god, I forgot her name. Uh Mary. Yeah, I think we're gonna go with Mary. Negan uh spinoff where they're basically in a city. So I'm just happy I'm just hoping that the ending is to what you like, especially after all this build up uh moving on uh moon girl and devil dinosaur a clip has been released and so does the trailer and i'm actually excited about this because it seems to have a lot of personality the art style is very unique and it's very great for what they're trying to do and it seems like it's going to be kind of funny i'm looking forward to seeing it honestly it's not something i ever asked for but from the trailer it looks actually like it's going to be good and i'm here for it. it seems very creative and honestly, it's, it seems like it's going to have, like, meta humor, which I'm going to be excited for anyway. Um, moving on, uh, the teaser for National Treasure Show has been released, and it looks okay. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, it, it really didn't reveal much, just, I guess, the face of the girl who's going to be the main character. I'm kind of skeptical about this, because it, from what it looks like, it doesn't have Nicolas Cage. And that just instantly puts out any interest I have. I'll wait until the reviews happen or just watch a first episode to see what's up. Hopefully it's not campy. But honestly, if no Nick Cage, no National Treasure. Alright, moving on. Uh, One thing I want to show is the prequel for Game of Thrones was released. A new trailer. And it talks about a lot of stuff. And it seems to set up the fall of House Targaryen. And the bitter rivalries that we've seen in Game of Thrones, how they're going to actually flourish and start. I'm very curious to see if we're going to see Cersei, Jaime, uh, Tyrion, or any of the other Game of Thrones characters that would be alive in this day and age. Of course, they're going to be a lot younger, but it's curious to see how they started off, how they were treated in the beginning of all that. Uh, they did not appear from the in the trailer, at least that I know of. They could have, and I didn't recognize it because, of course, new actors, but who knows? Uh, this is going to be releasing in about two weeks, so in August, and it's going to be an interesting month for TV shows, and I'm here for it. I'm going to give it a try. Hopefully, it's great because, honestly, this is based on an actual finished book from J.R.R. Martin, which is what the good seasons are based off in Game of Thrones, so who knows? Hopefully, it's good, and if they do make a second season, hopefully, he's... Fast enough to write the book. Waiting, like, almost, what? How long has it been? Almost 10 years for the next one? Good lord. Talk about slow writing. Anyway, uh, we're going to be talking about the new trailer from the... Oh my god, what was it? Uh, No, my dog was doing something cute. My bad. Anyway, we're going to be talking about the Sandman trailer that dropped. And it looks interesting. Now, The Sandman, uh, what this is based on is based on some books that Neil Gailman wrote. And his works are kind of hard to adapt just because of how crazy detailed some of his books are and how just crazy the story is. I mean, props to if they're able to adapt and get everything right. And I'm hoping that this will be Netflix's great Like show that comes off the stirs of Stranger Things and will pick up where they screwed up with, I don't know, Resident Evil. Yeah, I'm still kind of salty about that one. But listen, I'm really hoping that Netflix does well with this and it's fantastic. I've never really read the books, but I've heard great things about them. And one thing I'm kind of sad about is that they switched one of my favorite DC characters with a relative who is in the comics, which is John Constantine. He showed up in the Sandman uh, comics or books, but he's being switched out with uh, Johanna Constantine, who is his relative in the comics. Uh, So... Uh, the reason they did this was because they said that they have multiple John Constantine projects that they are working on and don't want people to be confused. Which, I mean, I get it. I really do. And I'm hoping that we see these John Constantine projects and they're worth the wait. Because, like I said, he's one of my favorite uh, DC comics. Anyway, moving on to more sci-fi, the new Picard trailer has dropped. And the rumors surrounding it, uh, surrounding the season particularly, were true. This is the last season, most likely because um, uh, Sir Patrick is getting older and they want to make sure that that they are able to do this properly without maybe him passing away in the middle of a season and they're not able to close the story, but I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm slowly watching the Next Generation series, but have been keeping up with Picard, and I can't wait to see how it ends, especially with the OG crew coming back. One thing I can't wait to see is, which was mentioned in Season 2 of Picard, was Q. He's dying. And he mentioned that he's going to see Picard one last time. And I'm hoping they explain why the Q continuum seems to be at an end, what happened, uh, one thing I'm hoping for is Janeway making an appearance, considering that her and Picard have such an interesting relationship with Q. And they had wonderful chemistry. Honestly, that would be kind of cool. One thing I also want to say is that I hope at the end of whatever Journey Q's on, Picard kind of follows him into death, because that'd be kind of poetic, in a sense. Journey, uh, Basically going where no man has gone before with a friend. Anyway, uh, we're going to be moving on to back to kind of mystic. We're going to be talking about The Dragon Prince Season 4. They released a clip, not really a trailer yet, which is kind of weird. You figure it'd be kind of switch. But anyway, uh, the clip is Viren's daughter introducing her new boyfriend uh, to uh, Viren. Uh, The clip doesn't really say how long it's been. Well, that particular clip of the battle at the end of season three. But another clip uh, was released just recently. And it does mention that it's been two years. Since the battle. Which makes sense because uh, they do have a kid actor, and I'm guessing it's been a little bit, his voice might be changing, so the time skip makes sense so they can keep the voice actor. But either way, I'm excited for season four since The Dragon Prince is an amazing show, and if you're a fan of Avatar The Last Airbender, same creators. Can't wait to see it, and can't wait to see what happens. Anyway, uh, another announcement is that they announced that House of Harkness is going to be airing in December of 2023, which is going to be interesting because maybe this takes place at the very end of Doctor Strange season, uh, Doctor Strange, uh, Madness of the Multiverse when Wanda apparently dies because Wanda did put her under a spell or maybe someone uh, knocks her out of that spell. Who knows? I'm curious to see if she's going to be a villain or a hero and can't wait to see it because in the comic she's kind of in she's kind of a hero i want to say because she did teach um the scarlet witch how to use her powers and the avengers have gone to her for a time or two so who knows um mentioned that uh something that was also announced uh secret invasion is coming in spring of 2023 and it's going to be interesting considering that in the mcu the scrolls are the good guys instead of the bad guys in the comics which was actually a welcome switch and bait from uh captain marvel i'm wondering if this is going to be a radical group of scrolls or something's going to happen which is going to cause uh like them invading or something Or taking over some heroes. Uh, Nick Fury is going to be back. Which is going to be cool. Considering the last time we really saw Nick Fury. Was at. uh, Far From Home. And he was in space. So I'm curious to see how that's going to work out. With everything. Because right now Nick Fury and Samuel Jackson. Have been kind of absent. In. um, Everything going on with the MCU. And the movies so far. Uh, Wong has basically. Uh, turned into Nick Fury, which is what I'm going to be talking about next, is She-Hulk. She-Hulk is, has dropped its new trailer, and it looks a lot better than the last one, and it seems to be a lot more fun. Banner is basically in the trailer tra- training her, and she's getting the hang of things Quickly to his frustration, which I can totally relate to having sisters and having them do and learn stuff at a quicker rate than what I did. Uh, the trailer also seems to be balancing a lot of the comedy and action with other superpowered people going to be introduced. And one thing I want to say is, like I said before, Wong is basically this era's Nick Fury popping in and popping out. He's popped into the trailer, he's going to be there, and seems to be recruiting people. And I'm wondering if Abomination is going to be a good guy here, since he basically has a friendship with Wong as shown in Shang-Chi. Uh, one thing I was very surprised at the end end of she-hulk is daredevil showing up now this is kind of cool because this is gonna be the first time we see him in the mcu mcu dressed in his costume i didn't think we were gonna see him kind of i mean it makes sense considering he's a lawyer and jennifer walters is a lawyer as well so i kind of figured it makes sense but now knowing he's going to be up there is kind of cool especially since the next announcement they have announced that daredevil is coming back with a new tv series on disney plus consisting of 18 episodes and this thing is called daredevil born again whether or not this is going to follow the netflix series after it ended who knows there's not really any details at this time But I'm excited for it. And apparently it's supposed to come out in 2024. So we're not going to hear anything about it until probably next year. And even then, we're probably going to have to wait for a trailer. But uh, between this and Echo, we're still going to see him and Kingpin. So don't worry. You'll get your small taste of Daredevil. And then you'll get his entire show. And who knows? Maybe other uh, heroes from the Netflix series will come up. Punisher would be fantastic. Uh, Luke Cage uh Jessica Jones and I know they said they're recasting Iron Fist thank god but honestly maybe we'll see Iron Fist as well who knows maybe they'll tweak a story here and there but I cannot wait Daredevil show was one of the best ones especially with Punisher in season two I can't wait to see what happens anyway we're gonna move on from tv shows and go on to movies and this was a doozer. oh my god I can't tell you I was like late last night trying to figure out, okay, I'm done with the script, new trailer dropped, okay, gotta write something else for this, new trailer dropped, oh my god, I have to write ad stuff crazy, anyway uh, one thing I want to mention is the new Dungeons and Dragons trailer has dropped, and it looks fun Now, I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons for a little bit now, not for like a long time like some people, but I've enjoyed the game itself. It's fun, and you think it's going to be this epic quest, and it basically turns into Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And it's super fun with friends you know And people you you basically have played with before Even with new people it's fun Because you don't know how they're going to react Are they going to be a murder hobo Are they going to be like the bard or the rogue Doing stuff so many wrongs And you're there trying to fix everything But one thing I want to mention about this trailer is you see a lot of complaints about some of the stuff and them not following the rules but one thing I want to mention is that a lot of the complaints seem to be in the wrong place because a lot of people are saying oh you're not able to do this in uh dungeons and dragons 5e which is true the trailer has a druid turning into an owlbear which you're not able to do but they've already mentioned that they're not following 5e but 3e and 3.5 rules which is very different than the current versions and which makes sense, because it's like they're following an older version of Dungeons & Dragons, which will probably fit the narrative. And if they decide to follow other sets of rules, it happens. And honestly, a lot of times the campaign's up to the, D&D's, uh, the, the DM's discretion, which will basically be the director's. Uh, I am super excited to see what happens. Uh, the cast looks fun, and I can't wait to see the movie. Anyway, uh, moving on, we're going to be talking about Nickelodeon. Now, Nickelodeon has announced their first animated Avatar movie, which was originally supposed to follow Avatar Kyoshi, but is now going to be following Aang and his friends as young adults. It's kind of funny, because the day before this was announced... Uh, my friend and I, RJ, we're basically going back and forth about how Nickelodeon is letting a cash cow go by by not following Aang and his friends. Why don't they do a new, mo- new movie or a TV show following what happens after the end of the last Airbender? And seeing this, I'm like, oh my god, we were just talking about this. Another complaint he has is like, oh, why don't they just like animate the comics? And I'm there like, well. They've already have the comics, and if people want to know what happens, they can just read it, and starting them off as young adults is great because it's something fresh, they can have a new adversary, and I'm curious to see how everybody is doing, especially with uh, Avatar Korra not mentioning if, like, let's say Sokka had kids or who Azuko ended up with, so this should answer a lot of questions. Uh, One thing I'm also excited about this is that they can use the original voice actors. Since this is going to be young adults and the cast is now older, this would match their voices in this new movie. Now, as sadly as this is, it's not coming out until 2024, so we're going to have to wait a little bit. But 2024 seems to be having a lot of good stuff, and I'm excited for it, especially with all the Marvel stuff. And this movie is coming to theaters, so you bet i'm gonna be there with my popcorn anyway 2024 can't wait to see it anyway another announcement was blade blade is gonna be airing next fall in 2023 and i forgot the actor's name but the guy who plays homelander is apparently rumored to be of oh my god oh my god i am good with vampires why can't dracula thank you dracula and i can't wait i have full confidence in marshall ali And I uh, am very confident that he's going to live up to uh, Wesley Snipes' mantle. Anyway, Blade, I am super excited for the trailer when that drops. And we're going to also move on to another one. Black Adam. A new trailer was dropped for him. And I cannot wait to see this. Considering The Rock looks fantastic. He looks like Black Adam. Ah, excuse me he looks like black adam and it seems he's going to be playing the anti-hero slash villain in this movie which will be kind of cool which because it's going to be following some of the comics and him battling heroes and winning is going to be awesome another thing is that they have also dropped the new shazam a uh, fury of the gods trailer and it looks kind of cool the trailer was fun positive poked fun at a bunch of stuff and my favorite part of the trailer was when they made the fast and furious reference oh god that was actually kind of funny i can't wait to see it in theaters and hopefully this means that dc has gotten their stuff together and we're actually going to get some consistency with the universes or whatever who knows it's dc they can screw it up as easy as they fix it Anyway, moving on, John Wick trailer was released, and it looks amazing in itself. There looks like to be a lot of fighting, a lot of action, no complaints for me, and basically John Wick is going to be hunting down the council and getting revenge for the betrayal that he suffered at the end of number three. His character, John Wick, I've always loved the movies. I cannot wait to see this, and especially since his character and Laura Fishburne is going to be teaming up again, so it's going to to kind of have that Matrix nostalgia. So, this is going to be airing in 2023, and, oh my god, the next two years, next three years, actually, are going to be kind of cool. Anyway, another announcement was made on the Marvel side, was the Captain America movie starring Anthony Mackie as Captain America will be released in 2024, and this is going to be called New World Order. Now, I don't know if this is going to be coming off the aftermath of what happened in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or this is going to be set a couple of years after, and it seems to be that Sharon Carter is going to be the main villain in this one as the power broker, but it's yet to be seen, mentioned, I mean, we got two years until this movie comes out, and hopefully when the trailer comes, we're able to get... To see who the main villain is. I'm hoping it's not Sharon Carter. Maybe it'll be someone else. Maybe someone from Captain America's uh plethora of villains. But who knows. I'm also hoping that Bucky makes an appearance. Or shows up in other stuff. Again. Either way I'd be happy for it. One thing also. Is I want to say that Disney and Marvel. Have announced the next two Avengers movies. Avengers Kang Dynasty. And Avengers Secret Wars. Now, one thing that's going to be interesting is that this establishes that Kang is the big bad and the Thanos-level threat coming up next. One thing that shocks me, shocks me, is that both Avengers movies are going to be airing in the same year. Dynasty is coming out in May 2nd, and Secret Wars is coming out on November 7th. Now, one thing I want to say is that I was right, people. The incursions are coming. The ones that I mentioned in basically Doctor Strange 2 review, it's coming to fruition. Now, Secret Wars is going to bring everything together. The mutants, the inhumans, and everything not introduced now. Basically, if you were a fan of the movies from like the 2000s that weren't part of the MCU, get ready because here they come. Because in the comics, Secret Wars brought everyone together from the multiverse and combined them into one universe now i'm not going to go into detail uh i believe i did so in the dr strange review so you can look that up but basically what happened is when the incursions were happening the multiverse was basically getting destroyed and dying the heroes tried to prevent this but failed they got they built life pods to escape and while this was happening doom put a stop to the incursions by combining the multiverse into one and basically becoming the supreme ruler now, this man was powerful enough to one-shot Thanos, and in the comics, he's much stronger than what we've seen in the MCU. The story was crazy, and like I said, I'm not going to have time to get into it, but the end, they were able to defeat Doom, create a new multiverse with some changes, like bringing Miles Morales into the main 616 instead of the Ultimate Universe. Now, if they play their cards right, we can have the X-Men, Hugh Jackman, uh, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool... Uh, who knows, Nick Cage as freaking uh, Ghost Rider, and other heroes popping in and playing their respective roles. And this is great because they Sony can have their Spider-Man back, basically being a No Way Home Part 2, and also whatever the hell they're doing with their Sony-verse. Because let's be honest, whatever the heck Sony is doing, it's not working, not working at all. God, especially with what the heck they're doing, Craven Arm. Yeah, that no, they need to be put in the MCU. They need to have Marvel help them and get their movies together so they're not as bad. One thing I'm wondering if Doom is going to play the same role in Secret Wars, or is Kang going to play the next role? And I know what you're thinking. What are you talking about? Doom hasn't been revealed or seen in uh marvel yet because the fantastic four which i gotta say is mentioned that phase six wow i just read my own script (laughs) oh my god i am tired phase six will kick off with the fantastic four movie and probably will introduce doom who will play a big part in the avengers movie since he is a huge threat like if you don't realize how huge of a threat doom is it's crazy I'm very curious to see who's going to play him because they got to be good. They got to be really good. And I am curious to see if this Fantastic Four movie is going to be good because a lot of the movies that they've done haven't been that great. I mean, sure, the 2004 one wasn't too bad, but let's never again mention the other one for it was a movie of terrible, terrible proportions. And we shall not speak it. Again, we shall not speak it. Anyway, uh, moving on, and speaking of Kang, uh, I want to say that they've released a new poster for Ant-Man and the Wasp, and it features Kang on the poster, and it's going to be interesting on how he will appear in the movie, considering the fact that he is an Avengers-level threat. I know I've heard rumors that apparently uh, MODOK will be the main villain of this film, will probably be working for Kang so it's going to be kind of cool maybe Scott's escaping from Kang or doing something but I don't know it's going to be interesting because if he's introduced uh in Ant-Man maybe he's a weaker version of himself maybe he is an early iteration still trying to find the way who knows I'm excited for it and hopefully Kang is going the same route as Thanos did and making some appearance at the end credits of certain films who knows And one thing I want to say also is in the poster, he's wearing his comic costume. Like his legit comic-oriented costume. So I'm happy for that. Anyway, moving on and continuing with this Marvel trend, Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer has finally dropped. And wow, it looks incredible. The cinematography, the art, the emotions throughout the trailer... You can tell that this is a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, who tragically passed. And everything looks epic. The trailer in itself didn't really show much, except some visuals here and there. But it does show that Wakanda is going to war with Atlantis. And the big baddie here is going to be Namor. Now, why is Namor attacking Wakanda? I have no idea. Maybe it has something to to do with the origins of... The metal that they use, or something else, but I cannot wait to see the movie. Now, one thing about uh Atlantis and Wakanda is they do have a bloody history with each other, they've attacked each other several times. Uh, Namor basically destroyed all of Wakanda at one point, which caused uh Black Panther to annul his marriage to Storm because it was a Avengers versus X Men type thing. And one thing also is that in the movie, they're going to introduce Ironheart, which should be interesting. Uh, they're changing up her uh, origins from the comics, which isn't a bad thing. Not really a fan of Ironheart in the comics, but we'll see what happens. Uh, they do reveal a new Black Panther. It seemed to be gold. So we don't know if Killmonger is coming back or something, but no idea. Maybe Sherry will be the new uh, Black Panther Which would be kind of cool because that would follow the comics lore. Or M'Baku. That would be kind of awesome. Anyway, I love the first Black Panther movie and I really can't wait to see the epicness that is Wakanda Forever. Especially since this will be the movie closing out um, Phase 4. And we're going to be moving on to Phase 5. Now, one thing I want to mention. That Phase 5 will end in 2024. And will introduce the Thunderbolts. The Thunderbolts will be the movie at the end of 20... Well, near the end of 2024, they'll be closing it out, which is going to be interesting, since this is Marvel's version of the Suicide Squad, and will be taking place around the same time as Captain America. Now, one thing that makes this even more better is that we'll be seeing many of the MCU villains that haven't been killed off appearing on the team, which include... Zemo, who is my personal favorite, Abomination, maybe Ghost Rider, hopefully, and I say this positively, hopefully Punisher, Yelena, and most likely U.S. Agent. This will probably be going off of the lady that we keep seeing, Um, I forgot her name, but it's a chick from Seinfeld, who appeared at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, a Black Widow, she may be recruiting for uh, the Thunderbolts. And if it's true, that's going to be awesome. Now, if they follow the comic, Zemo will be the leader, which obviously he has to be because the dude is smart and his convictions are true. I mean, he proved that he is a man of his word. When he had a chance to take the super soldier serum, he didn't because he does not approve of it of any super uh, uh, soldier serum or anyone who has taken it one thing that's kind of sad is that uh we will not be getting red hulk because the actor who plays general ross has w- passed i believe it was earlier this year which means there's not going to be a red hulk hopefully they don't recast him because that would be disrespectful and i'm very curious to see who will appear in this movie Anyway, one thing I also want to mention is that uh, this will also be moving away from Marvel because we've talked about Marvel way too much, which is not a bad thing. But uh, other movie news is the mention of Gremlins, Secrets of the Mogwai. Now, this wasn't a trailer, but a clip with Randall Park, who didn't say who he was going to be playing. But was shown to uh, basically say look out for the trailer, which I'm excited about. I'm a huge Gremlins fan, and I can't wait to uh, see the return of my favorite series. Uh, Both Gremlins 1 or 2 were very funny. I love them. They had that little campy horror to it, especially the first one. Second one went for comedy, which I didn't mind. And for them showing a prequel of how the Mogwai came up to be is going to be pretty cool. And hopefully this leads to success so we can see Gremlins 3 years later and all that stuff. You can do all bunch of fun stuff with Gremlins and it'll be fun. I'm hoping this series gets the stuff it deserves and it's great. Speaking of series, one thing I want to mention is the fact that the teaser for the new Halloween movie, Halloween Ends, has been released. And it's going to be interesting because this is going to show how this iteration of Michael ends now one thing also is the fact that this movie takes place a couple years after the last one Halloween kills and from what we saw from the last one it establishes that Michael is supernatural since he can freaking teleport and take so much damage like being shot stabbed and all that stuff And one thing that's kind of weird is the fact that what hasn't been Michael doing all this time? Now, they're going to acknowledge COVID, so maybe he caught COVID-19, which would kind of be funny. But honestly, we'll see where it happens, and I can't wait to see the movie in October. Uh, One thing I want to mention, because I did say it last week, I am going to wait to do my Thor review until next week. Because there is a lot of news coming out, especially on the movie side, and I couldn't cram everything into one episode because that'd be a lot so i'm gonna wait to do my thor review next week and hopefully you guys like it anyway finally moving on from the movie section we're heading back to video games stray oh my god who knew a game about a cat would blow up the way it did but it's taking the internet by storm and the funny thing is is the mechanics are so simple the gameplay isn't too complicated. I mean, it's just a simple game. All well, the graphics are amazing. But the one thing I've been seeing is that a lot of people have been having fun playing this with their cats. And apparently their cats are watching them play the game, and it's like a bonding thing. So if you're a cat person and have a PlayStation, get the game. I think it's cross-platform, but if it isn't, have fun, play with your cat, and just see how they keep up with that. Anyway, moving on, a naughty dog has been tweeting, posting and doing whatever they can to insist that the new remake of The Last of Us Part 1 is not a cash grab. I wholly disagree with this statement because it's they decided to rebuild the game with their new engine. I get it. But it's not it wasn't necessary in the first place. It's not even been 4 years since the release of the last remake. And it's like... Why are you guys remaking this game again? You guys could have put this time and effort... Rebuilding the game from the ground up... To making the third one... Or doing something... Honestly... And listen... I am a fan of the first game... The first game was amazing... It was a work of art... And I just... I don't see the reason for... Saying... Hey, we got this remake... A newer remake... And we want you to pay full price. No, no, I'm I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to pay full price for this game. I have it already and it's fine. Now, listen, if you haven't played The Last of Us Part 1 and you have a PS5, go for it. Go ahead and pay for the game because it's going to be a new experience. And if you want to play it on PS5 graphics, grab it. It's for you. And if you've never played it and you have PC, play it because... I honestly think they were building this for PC only and decided just to adapt it for uh, PlayStation 5. But yeah, if you haven't played it at all on PC or if you are new to PlayStation and haven't picked it up, have fun with it. Uh, for someone like me who already has the game, I'm just going to take a step back. Because I'm just going to call it out as it is a cash grab. Anyway, moving on, we're going to be talking about the new gameplay trailer for Batgirl for Gotham Knights. Now, I'm still very hesitant to get the game just because it still looks kind of stiff. Uh, Her stuff doesn't look too bad compared to like uh, Red Hood, but unless I see full gameplay that is newer, I'm going to stay away. I, there are plenty of other games that I'll be taking a look at, especially the suicide game, but I don't know. I just, I don't have a bad, I don't have a good feeling about this. Anyway, another game that I want to talk about is the Dead by Daylight style Dragon Ball game. I actually forgot about this. Now, it's going to be called Dragon Ball Breakers, and you are basically playing like a civilian, Uh, you can play a civilian that's able to transform, a regular human, or, like, someone who's begun training. So, you can fly, you can do basic stuff like, uh, oh my god, the Flash one. Solar Flare, thank you. Oh my god. I'm actually mad at myself that I forgot about that one. Anyway, uh, yeah, and you'll be facing off and trying to escape, uh, let's see, the three villains. Yes, so the one, one of them that dropped, I want to say a few months ago, was Cell. The new one that just dropped is Frieza. So that's the one that just dropped a couple days ago. And honestly, one thing that surprised me is the fact that it's releasing this year. Like I said, I forgot about this game. So for it to be coming out, I'm going to be taking a look at it because it's new. It's something new and I am very curious to see if it's good. Anyway, that's it for video games. So we're going to go ahead and move on to current events. I know, for Comic-Con, you figure there'd be more video game announcements, but nothing really new, so maybe something's happening now that I'm recording this, because I am recording this on Sunday, so who knows, maybe they're releasing some video game stuff that won't be talked about until next week, but going on to current events, first, I want to talk about the, uh, the reports of record heat, and I really hope that everyone is able to stay cool, because I've worked in the hospital setting and seeing what heat stroke can do to someone is not fun. Especially if they're on the older side. So please make sure your AC is working. Make sure that not only are you drinking water, but something to refill your electrolytes. Because I definitely don't want anybody to be in the hospital because of heat stroke. Anyway, uh, moving on and going off of the record heat, there's been a wildfire spreading quickly through California. And it seems to be near uh, Yosemite Park that threatens thousands of homes. And because of this heat, and it's staying around 100 degrees, it's, very, it's going to be very difficult to take on these fires. And I'm really hoping they get these out of control. And the people who are having to evacuate because of the fire are able to come back to peaceful homes. And homes that are still standing. Anyway, I am going to pray and hope that the fire department stay safe and any personnel that's over there either fighting the fires or trying to escape or mitigate the damages stay safe as well. Now, that's it for this week's episode. Like I said, it has been a crazy week and weekend for Nerd Stuff. And if you haven't been paying attention to any of the news that's been coming up and getting your news here please check out the trailers for everything i've mentioned or the clips and honestly one thing i'm looking forward to is pray that comes out in a couple weeks and that's gonna be my guilty pleasure and hopefully that movie turns out to be good anyway that's it for this week's episode thank you goodbye sayonara and have a blessed one see you later